Welcome to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. If you listen to us on iTunes, give us a star rating and a review. Really helps the show. If you're not listening to us on iTunes, that's cool. Spread the love. Tweet about us. Facebook about us. Uh, for more information, check out ComedyOnEdge.com or follow us on Twitter at ComedyOnEdge. All right, time for the show. Let's hit the music. Welcome ready to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and it's a packed house in Edge HQ. We've got a guest, we've got a new intern, and there's been promotions. Ladies and gentlemen, on the sound is Ryan Special Comments Crawford. How are you, buddy? I'm really well, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Now, I'm worried this is going to get awkward because we've, we've got a new intern, so we've had to shuffle roles, and I offered you the producer role, but you liked Special Comments. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm still happy with Special Comments. So, you, so you're not going to be miffed because technically... The gentleman I'm about to introduce as the producer is your boss now. So. I, oh, come on now. That's, 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 that's a bit of a stretch. I, I I'm a stickler for title. Nah. I'm a stickler for it. Special comments is like is like the expert. He's like, he's above the producer. The producer's Not, just there to make the talent happy, you see? Oh, yeah, but the yeah. producer can find new talent. You, it, yeah, that's no, how it works. No, he can't. Okay, well, <laughs> well you're, you're probably preempted with that negativity. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing... Producer Dave's successor, he's, it's Saturday morning and he's in a suit. Ladies and gentlemen, producer Lester Diamond. Good morning. Um, just out of interest, what sort of like um, package am I being offered for this role? Uh, look, we won't press charges for previous <laughs> incidents, so I think it's sort of a plea bargain deal. Accepted. Okay. Accepted. So congrats on the new role. Are you excited to be producer? I'm very excited. I'm happy and happy to have Andrew Barnett in the house. Welcome, sir. He's taken my job. Oh wow! We haven't. Wow! wow I wasn't even. Sorry, man. I wasn't even going to get to our special guest. Mark, I had, I, you Mark know. this is what I was talking about before, dude. Watch your back, <laughs> all right? Yeah. I've seen the so way this guy operates. When I say Lester Diamond producer, assistant producer, you've been demoted. Drunk well with done, power. <laughs> Drunk with power. Yeah, you've 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 produced. Well, Andrew Barnett, special guest. He's back. How are you, mate? I'm excellent, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it is. It's impressive. You've got a suit. In <laughs> I know. This is I like, know. This is like full on radio stuff, and the guy—he's even his socks match his suit. I, I'm impressed. He put some color coordination in. You mean yeah. it's, all, it's all polyester? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Cheap and tacky. <laughs> yeah, the weird thing is, he, I didn't recall seeing him wear shoes. I know Chipper. he just walked in. He's like walking the streets of Chippendale, just in a suit with no shoes. He's like, I'm going up to women. Go, I'm a producer. Call me. Call me. I think I was worried he's going to. Re- he's probably going to replace you. Special comments with some Estonian backpacker. So, oh wow. See the. Uh, you should have heard the casting couch gear he tried on me. <laughs> on the podcast. I noticed that you two are sort of you're, you're close together. You're not on the same couch, but you're inching closer. It's a love seat. It's a love seat. Well, we should. We should. If someone hadn't have thrown off my game, producer Lester, we've got a new intern, ladies and gentlemen. Um, previous interns have included Josh Cohen, who we've lost, and Lester, who's now a producer. So who knows? We may either lose this one or she might be the new producer when we finally sack Lester. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jasmine Langdon. Jasmine, how are you? Oh, I'm really good, thanks. How That's good. Welcome. Good. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. So now he is a producer. You don't have uh-huh. to listen to everything Lester so says. So noted. So, yeah. 
And just we remember, this is a workplace, so if he does, there is sexual harassment, you can sue Lester. Okay. Not comedy on edge, you can sue Lester. I will definitely sue Love you. see you try, mate. I'm doing this. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, our next live episode is going to be in the Supreme Court. Lester versus Jasmine, sexual harassment. Ryan, make sure we really are recording this because we're going to need it for, for yeah, court. We're going to need that. Yeah, we're going to need that evidence just to cover ourselves. Just to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're innocent bystanders. Lester, Lester, did, Lester did get the memo. We were not okay with it. <laughs> I notice you are sitting way away from Lester's <laughs> yeah, the furthest part you can. Right. If it is in the Supreme Court, that'll be handy too, because if you can't download the podcast that week, you can get the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> For the readers. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. We can, we can, we can, oh, there you go. We can start selling it on e-books. Yeah. Actually, this is, it's Christmas time, almost Christmas time. I went Christmas shopping, right? And this is the thing I hate about e-books and iTunes. Like I thought, oh, I'll buy someone a book, but they've got Kindles now. It's not the same giving someone a little, like... The physical presence. Has anyone found that or am I no, just whinging about no, nothing? I what? actually used to find Christmas shopping incredibly easy before digital downloads. Yeah. You could go into like a JB type store, you know, oh, so-and-so likes that movie, so-and-so likes that CD, but now there's no point. You just, yeah. Like, you when, get stuff when's everywhere. this coming out? When's this one coming out? This one, this one, <laughs> now I've got to fucking edit. This one will be out in two weeks. To, oh, okay, so just before Christmas. Um, I'll tell my wife, because she is a big fan, uh, not <laughs> to listen. But yeah, I actually got her a Kindle this year for, ah. uh, for Christmas. She's very excited. Um, she doesn't know. She's very yeah, excited. No, no. But she's uh, she will be very excited at the prospect of it. But see, I like the digital stuff. Because my, my little brother's in London at the moment. And um, I bought him uh, recently... Um, from a trip away, I bought him a souvenir stubby holder and we sent him a Christmas card and it cost like the stubby holder and the Christmas card all together was a massive total of like eight bucks. Um, $20 in postage. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get it to London. I was like, this isn't great. Let's just do the digital stuff now. Just buy him a couple of e-vouchers. Well, perhaps you should have bought him like a virtual stubby holder and just send him a link. Well, he was, he's claiming that they don't have them in the UK. Well, they have warm beer. Why would they? That's a fallacy as well. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, they just take it outside for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. They're just to cool it down. That's They've got these like weirdo beers called Real Ales and they have like old dudes in like three-piece suits at 10 in the morning. Um, <laughs> fucking no offense to me. But the, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, uh, I'm, pre- I'm going to point out that's a fucking two-piece suit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your third piece? It yeah, was beers we call that like, Old Speckle Hand and Bishop's Finger and all sort of uh, weirdo Bishop, beers. Bishop's, Bishop's Finger. Bishop's Finger. Yeah, I've heard of Speckled Hand. I used to work in a bar over there and like and then you sort of manually pump them like a like a, like an old petrol pump. You should point out at the moment Lester is using a hand gesture, which is great for the old podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, the hand gesture was really illustrative. Thanks for that. So the other thing, the other thing about the um, the other thing, the digital, the digital uh, beer, uh, beer, digital beer. Digital, Go no, on, no. Yeah. you had me at beer. No, I'm losing my words this morning. What, what was it? Digital uh, stubby holder. Digital stubby holder. So like, I don't know if you guys would have seen this years and years ago. There's this thing you could send. An email you could send, and it would say, um, "You know, this is a free uh, uh, cup holder, and all you got to do is click on this link, and you get a free cup holder. And you press the link, and the CD drive would eject, so you could put your cup in it. Mm-hmm. You could send that way back when we had CD drives on computers. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Those yeah. are the days. Oh, yeah. then at least then you could buy a floppy disk for someone to download. <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't like technology. And the other thing, all my friends now, and I'm sure some of you guys know. Can I just point out? You just started to say I don't like technology which is crazy for a guy who has a podcast <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually I hate the internet <laughs> See, no, uh, 
Yeah, download me every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give us a rating on iTunes. Tweet me, Facebook me. Yeah, okay. No, no, I like some of it, but I like I don't like the fact that now, like, it makes Chris, Christmas shopping's hard. I don't like doing it, but now it means you've got to think because you like you can't buy books. Like, I've got one mate, and I won't name them, but I said, oh, I'll lend. He goes, you've got to get this book. He goes, oh, I've got an apartment. I've got limited space. I have to have a really good reason to buy a book. Like he, he has to just. Has he not heard of a library? <laughs> borrow one, or maybe get <laughs> rid of the ones exist, that you have yeah. read already. Yeah, you can go to bookstores and like you can basically go to a secondhand bookstore and exchange and get reduced prices and all sorts of. He's not some wanker who wants people to see what he's re- read. Oh, that, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, yeah. it could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, it could be. And I'm, admittedly, it was the wit and wisdom of Shane Warne, the book I was trying to sell. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not really something you'd want, yeah, yeah. want on the shelf. Oh, so he comes, well, up yeah. with, he comes up with the whole, I've got limited space in my apartment to say that he Yeah, well, probably, obviously he's got the Max Walker shelf. Yeah. Right? yeah. And what a good shelf that is. Yeah. Oh. How to choke a chicken. What was How to hypnotise chooks and other great yarns. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I used to love it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I read. I, but it's funny. I got like my dad went to a charity thing the other, and Max Walker was the speaker, and you got a copy of his new signed book, and Dad got it for me, and I've got it upstairs. But and I'm like, oh, cool, a new Maxie Walker book. We'll get to hear, you know, what him and Dennis Lilly did to a chicken backstage in Karachi. But it's actually a book on public speaking. Backstage, I believe they call that the, yeah, <laughs> the dressing room. <laughs> the dressing room. Oh, no, you, you didn't know Dennis Lilly and uh, Max Walker. They used to do some stand-up before the tests, you know. Oh, nice. L- Lilly had a really good 20 minutes on, you know, the difference, different types of garbage bags, you know. It was, that was his... It, garbage, you want classic garbage bag gear, you go to Dennis Lilly. I saw a headline in the paper the other day, who's got the best mo, Mitchell Johnson or Dennis Lilly? I mean... That's fucking disgraceful. I think the fact that Mitchell Johnson man- managed to get the moat on his face. <laughs> someone, someone, someone has to cover the big stories. That's all right. Hang on, we can't, we can't ditch Mitchell Johnson. He's doing well. We can't trash him. He is doing Wait well. Wait till the next test when he inevitably stuffs up and they lose. Then we can trash him. Settle down, settle down. He's a changed man. Is he? <laughs> he is. He's a. Ch- I'm, I, I'm really, 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 really hopeful that this cricket team's going to uh, find their. Stride at the moment because see, I think I'm sick of us. I, I, I grew up, you would have been, you and I are roughly the same age. We, we grew up in a generation where Australia just didn't lose, yeah. But and I, I'm sick of this. It's been a good five or six years now of pretty mediocre stuff. Yeah, see, you don't remember bullshit. the really tough time. Like, I got into cricket about five when I was about five or six, the Windies, when we got our ass absolutely handed to us by oh, and the Benson and Hedges one day series. Benson and Hedges, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Benson and Hedges, if you're out there, we'll find a loophole, see if you can sponsor us. I know that we're not supposed to do cigarette advertising, but we'll do it subliminally. Call yeah, me. Absolutely. But, uh, it's on the internet. We're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's sure. So yeah. wild west the yeah, internet. That's we'll set our um, parameters, uh, you know, offshore thirty kilometers, and we can do some cigarettes. I, I, I grew up watching that that uh, version of the game as well with the the West Indies, and you were just determined that we would one day win that series, and they just always like pulled it out in the last minute. It was just, I mean, that was dominant. That's the thing. Like, Astra- my problem with Australia losing over the last couple of years, you don't mind losing to a better team. But, I mean, the current England team who beat us, they're not... I think by definition, we've been losing the better team. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the I mean, you talk about greats. Like, when we... The West Indies of the 80s, some of the greatest players of all times. Viv Richards, Kirtley Ambrose. You put together your world... Be- they're world beaters. The current English team, there's but no actually, one there that's going to go... I think you'll find that current English team... Um, certainly not so much the this Ashes in England, but the last Ashes series they played out here. Mate, they're... They're a seriously good team. You've oh, yeah, got yeah, some, yeah. They're a you've good got team. Some, 
um, really great sort of players there. Like Alistair Cook is uh, is a pussy. fantastic. Well, he's, he's a pussy. He looks like a Disney prince. Um, <laughs> yes, but he's he's a great cricketer, oh, yeah, and they've he's... got they've got a sort of character of professionalism through their mm. side that which we don't. Yeah, that no, it's just that thing where you saw in a lot of the series where we sort of have them on the ropes, and then just not that that kill switch that we used to have, whereas they definitely did have that. And at any point where they were down, they didn't, um, you know, they didn't ever hesitate to think they could get back up. It was very much, they had, they, they had this play with the same attitude that, um, you know, the, our Shane War Glenn McGrath era players played with. You know, uh, at this stage, uh, um, I'm just wondering what Jasmine thinks of cricket. <laughs> yeah, good. Martin Crowe. Glad you asked. Um, I don't give a shit about cricket. That's because you're from New Zealand and you're not very good at cricket. Well, you know what? I, I would know, argue I with sh- you, but I'm not going to because I'm half Australian. Really? I am. Which half? Wow. The good half? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lester looked down when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've answered some questions there. <laughs> no, see, I'm gonna, I'll dispute. I think New Zealand as a country in sport bats way higher than what they should. I mean, they've had... Mm. For how many? What's the population of New Zealand? Four million. Yeah, but how's uh, this boat? Yeah, roughly about the population of Sydney. Yeah, you look at that, and they've had they've had some pretty damn like the Crow Brothers. They were pretty good. Mark Greatbatch, Shane Bond. <laughs> I put it to you: if he had been injury free, would have been one of the greatest pace bowlers of all time. If Marnie had bollocks, she'd be my uncle, man. <laughs> I put it to you. <laughs> That uh, you can say that about a lot of different, but look, oh, I can no, no, tell no, you, you, no, look, mate. If uh, I submit to you, Sean Tate against if, Australia, so in yeah, their if, prime. Colin, if Colin Miller could turn it six foot <laughs> and like funky. sideways and just take a wicket every over, he would have been the greatest cricketer we've ever seen. Like you can, Funky holds the Shield record for most wickets in the season. Still, yeah. Warnie never did that. No, because he was busy playing Test cricket. <laughs> he was busy Are you talking Colin Funky Miller, former Test player of the year, <laughs> the, at the Alan bought a medal night. Oh. Got I, I, look, I, I got to say, it's not every day you get a spirited defence of Colin Funky Merrill. <laughs> but but that, there we are. Well, it leads. I it wasn't leads, even attacking him. Yeah, I know. Thing. Like, it leads, <laughs> it leads I, well yeah. into our next topic because Colin Funky Miller is fellow Taswegian like myself. Now this is bullshit. Is that a real word? I listen to your I listen to your Josh Earl episode, <laughs> and you two both from Tasmania. Sitting there calling yourselves Taswegians. There's no W in Tasmania, mate. <laughs> I um, I, like, what's wrong with Tasmanian or my preferred Tasmaniacs? Tasmaniacs. Well, I think it's um, Warner Brothers holds the ta- anything. The Tassie Devil is trademarked by Warner, so we really can't go there. But oh, it's what? What is it? Well, it's New South Welshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously he's sexist. So there's no women existing. Nova Castrian. That's a fucked up one. Nova Castrian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the average person in New- from Newcastle can't spell Newcastle, let alone Nova Castrian. Oh. Well, them's fine. You, you, you start. The reason I bring this up, ladies, and we I get did confrontational. Where did you just get back from holiday from? I, I've just, uh, I just got back recently from uh, a three-week road trip. Uh, the majority of which was spent driving around um, at the uh, the the Apple Isle. Did you have a good time? I had a ball. I had an absolute uh, ball. It was really good. We, um, I was surprised. We did like we sort of family holiday. Packed the, uh, packed the kids up when they drove down to, um, drove down through to Melbourne. Caught the uh, ferry across, which was uh, slightly worrying for my good self because I, I am susceptible to seasickness. That's a rough trip. I remember we went as a kid across to Melbourne, and it used to be like they've had a few ships. 
But we got really sick. Like it was up. It's, it's one of the yeah. roughest patches well, of water in the world. It's a horrible pat- patch of water. We got lucky on the way over. It was calm as. But um, regardless, I... Uh, I irregardless. If we, if we, <laughs> irregardless. Irregardless. Okay. Um, either, either way. Yeah. Um, I'd producer Lester. I'd covered my, I'd covered my bases by um, getting some uh, seasickness medication. Now, you want sponsors. Uh, the good people at Avamine... <laughs> oh my god, that stuff was awesome! Wow, what? Well, see, we had as kids the first trip was really rough, and then Mum's like, "Oh, on the way back, we need something." So she got the seasick pills, and me and my sister had an actual allergic reaction to the seasick pills. We we're actually worse on the trip back, which was calm. See, now I would have, um, I would have abandoned you at that point. <laughs> You're <laughs> a good kids, father. Yeah, yeah. My kids actually, my he went down to Tassie with five kids, came back with three. So it's it was a good trip. It was a good uh, trip. We just, just took the two favourites. Um, <laughs> uh, we the, actually it was funny. We get on when we first got on the boat. We go, you know, get dinner and stuff. And we hadn't even like left the wharf. We're in, eating dinner with the kids in a little buffet area or whatever it is. And um, the little one is he just three. Um, he's mucking around, very excited, a bit excitable. Oh, he's on, on a boat. boat, and I'm like, mate, eat your dinner, eat your dinner. So he. Just started stuffing his food in his mouth and, uh, yeah, threw up in the dining room (laughs) before we'd even left the, uh, pushed off the wall. It's such a great kid holiday thing to do that. I love it. Everyone was so impressed. I've done that myself. It's great. Done on a bus. That was yesterday. I've done it on a coach. Yeah, Yeah, we, we, but he managed to get, um, to, to get, to spew onto my wife as well. So, (laughs) they, um, basically, because we just sort of, you'd bring, like, you leave the car, um, underneath and so you just bring an overnight bag. So we only had one change of clothes, like, she had her pajamas. Oh, tragic. Basically, so they just went back to the cabin and, um, yeah, sat in their pajamas for the rest of the night. Well, the big one and I had a, well, I had a beer and he uh, he played on the little play equipment they had there. <laughs> he played on the pokies, one twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. He had a bourbon. Yeah, the um, I mean, do you remember the things on the cars when they had those little flaps that just like touch the road? It's supposed to stop car sickness. Like, yes. back in those, those are all bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah. But they had this thing. I was a car sickness fiend as a kid, and my mum had all these little fucking old wives' tales, and they had these. These straps you put around your wrist, that is... Oh, they still sell that bullshit. Do, do they actually... Like, they tried to flog that to hang me. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. They sell your what strap? Well, well it's kind of like a... Uh, you know those like power bands that people wear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that it, stuff it, that they've got, proven wrong. Like arthritis yeah, one. But it's got a little a little knob that sort of digs into your... Um, underside of your wrist, right? And that was supposed to stop casting this, man. It fucking killed. You do an eight-hour trip to Brisbane or something... I mean, you're sick the whole way, and then your wrists are fucking like in, in agony for like eight hours. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's, probably... pre- it's, design- it's all about pressure points apparently. Then uh, the chemist tried to sell me that bullshit. Um, still selling them. I said, still yeah, yeah. She said for the kids because I just said to her, "Look, give me the strongest stuff you've got that you don't need a prescription." And uh, she gave me she these gave these avamines. They were great. Except the only thing was, is um, the next day. Like every now and then, I'd just be standing still and just be woo rocking. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, they were pretty full on stuff. They were good you? fun though. <laughs> good fun. Oh, those wristbands, they do work though. Oh, you actually have to press on the point and use them properly. Lester, you weren't using them right, man. Really? Yeah, you it, tie it on too tight. It sounds like a fucking Avenue, a twenty-year-old scam to me. Like, See, to me, no, it sounds, I use them on a cruise. To me, it sounds like your mum and did probably realised, oh shit, we're going to be in a two-bedroom family unit. I don't want Lester flogging himself in the bathroom the whole trip. Let's take out his wrist. I think it's an anti- what? They just what? gave you that an anti-masturbation <laughs> cure. It wouldn't, wouldn't stop me, mate. No, you would have feared what? You, you, that you was the it. first time he cried when he wanked. 
the, the fact that I was four or five years my, old. My wrist hurts, but I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why they call it a wristy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the Leicester Diamond Memorial Wristy. <laughs> that sounds like a tournament. That sounds like something they'd have at sex by. <laughs> sex by. That's another personal bugbear of mine. Oh, really? What? You, what are you banned from there for? No, you, that's what I hate about it. All those fucking promo models. <laughs> why? Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, I know. Gee, world hunger. Yeah. Screw that. Let's get rid no, of the sex just, promo Lester just, models. Lester just came to terms really quickly with the fact that they're not actually there to have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the ultimate fucking, what do they call it? Like, dick tease. Well, it's called Sexpo, buddy. Yeah, they're designed at selling the you pornography. What do you want them to do? Dress up as nuns? Anyway. Did you rock up to Sexpo in a suit Personal and one of them bear. laughed at you? Personal bugbear. The people at Sexpo won't have sex in them. So what, about, what else about Tasmania? Yeah, did, you get so to, did, you get to, did you get to Mona, Andrew? Uh, actually, we didn't go to Mona because um, we only Mona's had... Mona's not really kid f- no, I heard, what, I heard what, about a what, wall of vaginas. What about the wall of vaginas isn't friendly for kids? Well, no, it's, it's more like the... A, it's like a trip down memory lane. I think the theme of Mona is sex and death. And probably not, yeah, not, not, they don't really have a kid interacting, or if they do. Is it really? That, that's not the theme of Mona, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Isn't, isn't Mona an acronym for... Museum of New Art, but yeah. the theme is sex and death. That's that the, right? the moti- motif. No idea. Yeah, needless to say, we didn't go with, no. Yeah, no, with two enough. little kids. But um, we, did, we, we had a good time. We spent a bit of time in Launceston, oh, yeah. uh, which was awesome. Got to go to uh, Bogues Brewery, which was... Um, hmm? Yeah, it was almost life-changing. Um, <laughs> Not as good as the monkeys in the park, though. The monkeys in the park, yeah. This is. Do you know this about Launceston? No. So Launceston is what I'd call a um, well, a cold-ass place. Oh, it's freezing. <laughs> I literally, literally didn't um, didn't wear shorts the whole time we were there. Like oh, we went from this is and this is the time when Sydney's having bushfires, right? I'm in Tasmania, seeing on the news about this hot, dry weather that's causing havoc around yeah. Sydney and Newcastle. And uh, yeah, I was wearing jumpers and long pants, and and so what they've done in um, in Launceston is when they've thought to themselves, what can we do to distract people from the fact that it's always really fucking cold here? And uh, yeah, so they got some <laughs> tropical uh, animals, i.e. monkeys, and put them in the corner of their park. Yeah, well, they, they weren't brass monkeys by any chance, were they? No, no, they are they're spider <laughs> monkeys. Yeah, how many roughly? There's a colony know. of them. Colony. Like, I think there's at least 20. Yeah, but like, aren't they dangerous when they're in a pack and like... Oh, they're, they're in like a, a pit. They're, they're in a pit. Oh, right. They're in an enclosure. <laughs> yeah. a kid, um, <laughs> no, they just wanted, they just wanted, the, yeah, they just wanted the tropical fields. They just let them roam. Well, that's really say that, actually. I did see a kid throw his hat in. Too. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Throw his hat in a ring. Cool. <laughs> and uh, I was glad my kids didn't see him do that because they are uh, easily led. Um, we oh, lost pretty impressive. What was his moment? He was just... Was he like, here, monkey, have a hat? Or Yeah, he was just looking at, ma, ma, la, la, monkeys, and just took his hat off and threw it to him. I tell you, it was almost like, now we've got to go get it, mum. You've got to admit, it's a pretty bad deal for the monkeys. Like they're like in the in the wild, like having a time in their lives, and they go, "We're taking you to Launceston, guys. Get in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> but look, even just like, even if you like going to be in a zoo, like there's plenty of nicer zoos. Than, <laughs> hey, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a nice park, but uh, I don't know yeah. if you know how they recruit for zoos. It's not like they go, they give travel recruit. brochures. Well, they don't go up to the monkey. Would you like to go Launceston, Taronga, Berlin? Oh, Launceston sounds good. It's it's stiff shit for the monkeys. I'd imagine they've been there a while. I imagine they've most been of those there monkeys since the seventies. They got their corn. Like there. they're all bred. The, the monkeys there that you'd see, they would have born and bred there. 
Yeah, the we do that. We also did a river, the, the river cruise up the Cataract oh, Gorge and the oh, Tamer the Gorge, River. Yeah. yeah, so we did that, and um, which was really good. We were on a, um, it was just us and just uh, the kids and just a bunch of old people, and um, that's Tazzy. Yeah, <laughs> us, the kids, and a bunch of old people. It was um, we going down the river, but the <laughs> the captain said, "Oh, I've got an open cabin, open wheelhouse. Come up and say good day." So I took the kids up and they're looking around, and uh, my three year old. Um, it was just sort of looking at the little microphone he does the announcements with and then uh, has a look at the throttle and uh, pulls it all the way off and then all the way back on again. And uh, this boat went from chugging along nicely to stalled in the river. And, uh, yeah, I watched old people almost fall over. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and they go, oh, no one's ever done that before. I'm like, wow. Yeah, Tassie, the last place to have the open open cabin anyway. Yeah, they were... Um, that was really good, though. I, I loved it. And what about now? Now, my issue is, let's talk about the Hobart show. Yes, one of my highlights of my childhood. A great, one of my favourite memories. Your thoughts on the Hobart show? Mate, as I, as I pointed out, like, it was great. It was a really good show. Um, but, uh, you know, I did, I, like I said uh, on stage the other night, I, um, I had trouble because, uh, yeah, I just kept handing my money to the wrong people. You know? Carney folk. Yeah, when you're in a state where everyone looks like a carney, it's, it's hard to work out who's working or not. You know what I mean? That's funny words. And I knew you were going to do that. So what we've got, Ryan, go open the door. We've got a parade of Tasmanians. David Boone, Ricky Ponting, Funky Miller, Joshua. We're here to we, we yeah, wreak our revenge. None of them over six foot tall. Um, <laughs> oh, you're, the, you're the largest Tasmanian I think I've seen. <laughs> Is that why you had to leave the island? Yeah, I've been, they, I've been. they talk about the giant. The Mark giant. the giant that left. He was hey, six mate, foot two. My mate Sticks down there. He's six foot six. He's still there. Oh, sticks. Sticks. Yeah, they sticks. sticks. Yeah. Of course he's of course. six sticks. Yeah. Actually, but, uh, did you get a chance to test out incest jokes and stuff like that? I know that's Mark's personal favourite, the incest jokes down there. Yeah, he does. I, I, I don't hey, it's a touchy subject. I know it is. It was... It was uh, yeah, I don't know. I, what I did find, though, driving back, like, is where, like, because we were in Launceston and then in Hobart, those are both reasonably civilised places. Um, the drive, we um, we stayed a couple of nights um, at, a, at, a like, a little holiday shack that um, in-laws of my wife's um, have, and uh, we were staying there, and um, then we were driving back to Launceston, but we drove up the, up the east coast. Mm. And so we're driving, and we had a full day driving. It was beautiful, like, really... Um, Really, really nice day, but getting towards dinner time, and we're still quite a way out of Launceston, so I was looking on the map, and I said, oh, this looks like a sizable dot on the map. Um, we'll stop there for dinner. No, not so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, turns out when you're uh, the guy that gets to decide how big the dots are in Tasmania <laughs> when you're doing the maps, it, yeah, three houses qualifies as a dot. Yeah, it would have been a pub, though. Yeah, no, I pulled into one place. Yeah, and, three um, houses, pulled over, be a pub. <laughs> pulled over and there's a um, pub, sort of, you know, a reasonable size pub. And it's just, a, there was a lady sitting out the front reading a book. And uh, I sort of go to walk in and I walk past her. She goes, oh, can I help you there, Dal? I was like, oh, okay, you obviously work here. I was oh, just looking to grab a feed with the wife and kids. And she's like, oh, nah, haven't got anything on, Dal. And then I looked past her and noted she was the publican and the only person in the place. And yeah, this is uh, yeah, it's about six o'clock on a Sunday night, and yeah, it took us. We ended up stopping in a place called Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah Scottsdale. Yeah, 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 which was great. And then um, stop, stop there. Had a pub feed, but then had to drive over. Uh, do you know the Sightlings? Oh, no, I'm. 
I've just been 10 years since I've lived there. Sounds yeah. like an improv group. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Had to, uh, no, we had to drive over them at night. Now, the Sightlings is apparently a range of sort of mountains. Um, and, uh, wow, it was... Uh, my wife said to me, that's the most scared I've ever been driving over there. Because oh, it, wow. was, it was the windiest roads. I loved the, yeah. the driving down there because it's actually, um, you know... Proper driving. Well, that's like, you talk about the mountains in Tassie. That's funny. My girlfriend, Jen, she went down to Tassie for the first time last year. And as we're driving from Hobart Airport to our place, she goes, wow, look at that mountain. And we all laugh because it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually a mountain, but it was a hill. And we're like, we're like, that's not a mountain. That's a hill. And then we get around and she sees Mount Wellington. Oh, do you hear him go, old crocodile Dundee? Oh, that's yeah. not a mountain. This it's is a, a mountain. <laughs> but it was like, it was just like, like it's because that's the thing about Sydney's a very flat. Sydney's not flat, mate. Well, where, my part of it is. Ever yeah, yeah. Hills? You want to talk about where I grew up? Where The town I grew up in, Corowa, is um, sort of not too far from the Urana Plain. Yeah, a hill. Um, All right. Was, was not, <laughs> we were basically, yeah, right down in the river plain there on the Murray River. It was, uh, it was flat. So I, I still think Sydney's a reasonably hilly place. Okay, well, I remember so, visiting. Um, I think Sydney's a pretty hilly place. It's not hilly compared to like Hobart. Hobart's yeah, like kind well, of right up. I'm, a, I'm just saying my but, perspective. I'm used to hills and mountains. Oh, yeah. Melbourne's flat. Melbourne's Adelaide, flat. Melbourne Adelaide is. is really Perth, flat. My parents, when they um, went, they went to Perth when they were re- recently married, and um, Perth's a very flat city. And my dad, they got lost because they were looking for Mount Lawley, and my dad figured, well, it's got to be. It's a mountain. It should be on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been still been there if they hadn't run out of petrol. It's it took, like, him, um, took him six months to find Rudy Hill. <laughs> yeah. So how many places have you lived? You've lived in Newcastle, Andrew, and you've lived in Sydney. Uh, yeah, I, so when I was, I was actually born in Springwood, or born in Penrith in the hospital, but yeah, lived in Springwood when we were little. We lived on Norfolk Island for a few years. Jesus. Norfolk Island? Yeah, oh, when I was really little. Oh, yeah, and, so you got um, no memories? No, 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 I got some memories of it, um, did mostly you meet, just did the you, beach. Did you know the guy that killed the girl? The famous oh, murder? No, um, no, because I don't think, yeah, I'm trying to remember the details of that. I know one of the persons of interest babysat me. Oh wow! Um, well, wouldn't but it, that's not people, a big deal. How many people are on Norfolk Island? It's three hundred, is it? Or no, no, no. It's bigger than that. It's uh, I think this, there might be. Now I'm talking out my ass here. And that's okay. We're this being part. the internet, people can get <laughs> it. <laughs> but I, I have a feeling it's around four thousand people. So it's small. So it's a t- like it's pretty much. It wouldn't be six degrees of separation. It'd be two. Yeah. Oh, and geographically, it is yeah very small. It wouldn't be much. It wouldn't be the size of um, like the suburb of Redfern. Yeah, the cut. Like I mean, in terms of the case I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is um, I think it was about ten, fifteen years ago. There was a the first murder on Norfolk Island in like 128 years, and pretty much the whole. Island They've cracked was another suffering. one off since then. Oh, have they? They've yeah, got yeah. We got Young a serial killer. Killed his old man. Um, like locals. Yeah, over, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. But my old man was a That's school sweet, teacher man. over there. Ah, <laughs> so but. He was so when we went over there, he would have been, I reckon, was it I reckon he would have been maybe thirty. So um, you know, and most of the teachers are in that young age, and yeah. they fucking drank. Um, Is so, it tax free Norfolk Island? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, so you like beer, and that was expensive because everything has to be shipped in. Yeah. Um, but the because beer goes off, it's really sort of it has to be flown in rather than put on a ship for. <laughs> Yes, but uh, they... Um, the beer so flight's the, coming in. 
But the spirits were really um, cheap. Dad, Dad used to buy a... Someone um, would have had a steel, wouldn't they? Well, no, Dad used to buy... Moonshine. Yeah, Dad used to buy a, um, a litre of Glenfiddich for himself and then, um, uh, you know, sort of a litre of uh, Baileys or something for Mum when they were going to a party. And he reckons that cost him less than 20 bucks. Wow. But it's the 80s, but um, that's oh, yeah, still yeah. very... How much a West Coast buy a house for that these <laughs> like he's buying, Yeah, he's buying, <laughs> buying a you know, nice bottle of Glenfiddich. So, um, yeah, but mum talks about like... So that always left you the, with a person of interest to babysit the kids. Well, was, look, they were just school kids from yeah. around the place. So, But mum talked about more than once she'd have she'd have be letting the kid out the front door and dad would be throwing up at the back gate. I, I, like, how it's, I like how Mark's trying to sort of make it like... You, your parents were looking through, you know, Norfolk Island's most wanted. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not like a person of interest before, you know, the actual crime. Happens. Oh, mate, that's a, it's a crazy joint. Like even now, you can get the um, you look at the look up their, you know, papers and that online. But their paper, we've got the paper from you know when we were over there, as souvenirs, and um, there's stories including, you know, the Robertsons had visitors, <laughs> like literally. And wherever you go, everyone just left their keys in their car in case someone needed to move it. Like it is, uh, it's a very different place. But don't you long for like, like, don't you wish society could be like that? I oh, yes. Like, wouldn't it be good I if, don't. like, you know, we, like, we well, you're, you're a lawyer, as if you want to dry to be up. Like that. No, no. no, whoa, 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 whoa. We <laughs> need people hating each other. <laughs> no, How but, are we supposed to make money? No, but it, it's like this. I mean, like, if you have 4,000 people, everyone's trapped on an island, and someone, like, makes a goose out of themselves, like, they're a goose for 30 years, everyone remembers it, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why Lester didn't last long in Norfolk Island. It's, um, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a different joint. It's that old joke. It's the old man. He takes his grandson back to his um, place he was born and he goes, see that, Timmy? See that bridge? I helped build that bridge. No, but they don't remember me for that. And he goes, see that river over there? I rescued young Molly Jones from that. And, and you know, they don't remember that. They don't remember that. But you sleep with one goat. I <laughs> <laughs> never forget. <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty much sums up small town mentality. So, what did you get kicked off Norfolk Island for, Lester? I was, a, I was a person of interest. <laughs> person of interest. Well, there was a lot of persons of interest. I mean, like, it's I, funny I, that I, you're a person of interest because on dating sites, <laughs> you're a person of lack of interest. <laughs> no, but like, in fairness, person of interest there means like a guy over eighteen but below eighty had a penis. You know, like that, that was. <laughs> I think there were some chicks that were persons of yeah, interest well. in that too, like Jonas like, as well. But like, so everyone was getting. <laughs> yeah. like, if you're a eunuch, or if you're born without genitalia, you, you get away scot free with murdering people. It was very intriguing, but I got to say that case. I mean. I, I'm a bit of a true crime buff, so yeah. That it, um, I think that well, like I, I remember following it early, but didn't really too much. But it is, I think, sort of symptomatic of it's a very um, well, there's a famous, insular place. There's a say. famous case up in um, Bishino, which I think you went through. Yes, yeah, I went through. Yeah, Bishino. yeah. Oh, is it? It's, oh no, sorry, it's St. Hel- it's somewhere along the east coast. I think it's St Helens. A German backpacker... Went through there as well. Yeah. A German backpacker, Nancy Grunwald, went missing in the 80s, I think. And they found a bike, but they've never found um, her body. But the speculation is, and this is... Maybe it's rumour, but the speculation is everyone knows who killed her, but they haven't got the burden of proof to do it. So this guy lives... Or person lives in a town. Everyone knows he's a killer, but they can't press charges. So it's sort of like that whole small town mentality of... He's still there. Like, my dad knows someone who knows him. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who killed the backpacker. This is pure Tasmania. Yeah, it's exactly. Reason. My dad knows someone who knows yeah. him, right? It's like the guys that burnt down the, um, burnt down the um, um, podiatrist office because they thought it said pedophile. <laughs> 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 it happened in England. 
Really? It's, um, yeah. I heard Gervais talk about it one day. Oh, but the, um, we're nicking gear from Gervais now. Yeah, that was an actual story. But, oh, actual but I mean, like as soon as you get these like small so towns... It goes with their foot fetishes. I'd burn that down too. <laughs> Crying out loud. Yeah, well, honestly, like, like for, for example, if the guy's actually innocent, I mean, like if he was guilty, wouldn't he move away? Like... Yeah, yeah, well, but oh, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, I mean, you know... Yeah, but he wasn't, sm- like, surely he'd move away anyway, I mean, for fuck's sake. But... Yeah, maybe he just likes to be the tough man. In, like, no one's going to mess with a guy who you think murdered someone. Yeah, well... <laughs> it's a great way to build a reputation. Good point. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sort my afternoon out now. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be messing with me yeah. after the Savo. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to pay five dollars for that. <laughs> I'm going to say his dinner party to be a, um, a kind of a quiet affair, I'd imagine. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have many mates around. Doesn't there. doesn't invite so people over for a theme. He'd be vegetarian going around his. Place. How much? Um, how much amateur sport did you play in these country towns? Oh, I played a lot of amateur sport in these country towns because um, that's what you do in country towns. Uh, yeah, no, I played um, cricket and hockey mainly. I grew up in the, the town where I um, where I spent most of my childhood, um, a little place called Corowa, sort of west of Albury, um, right on the Murray River there. it's I think it's the only place on earth where you can't play soccer. Um, we had no soccer, but we did have hockey. It sounds like heaven reason. to me. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah I, I actually really enjoyed it. So I grew up playing hockey and uh, and cricket down there, and it was awesome. What do they say? No grass ballet around here, mate. Well, no what? Grass ballet. <laughs> grass ballet. <laughs> no, the the yeah, it was big. Like because it's on, it was on the New South Wales side of the border, but um, down there, like because you get all the Victorian telly, you get everything's. Victorian stuff so you just it was like being in Victoria for all intents and purposes so it was you got you could play Aussie rules um they had a rugby league club but um which they were always wanting my brother and I to play in because we were bigger units um but um I think my brother went out to train him once and all they did was boxing and he just <laughs> goes, oh, what's this <laughs> for like like, oh, yeah, you gotta be ready for the fights mate it's like, oh, no I don't and uh never went back and uh yeah no so it's have you was, got any uh, tiny shorts I can get into? Oh, great, AFL. <laughs> yeah, no, the AFL was massive, mate. <laughs> AFL was massive. And this, the whole town would turn out. Like, it's Coral was um, in the Coral um, Rutherglen, Coral Rutherglen Roos. Uh, <laughs> we're in the uh, Ovens and Murray competition, mate. What colour what color were you? What stripes? What Blue colour? and white. Blue and white. Blue and white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, um, the uh, home of uh, one John Longmire. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Grew up in Corowa. Just hey, outside of Corowa. Yeah. He's... Wayne Carey's that Wagga. Into... Wagga, yeah. Wayne Carey's from Wagga. Um, we've had a few. There was a few Aussie Rules players actually from there. I, um, the Hoolahan boys, most of them ended up playing uh, Aussie Rules to various lengths. I think Ryan, who was in my year at school, oh. probably went the furthest. But his older older brother was um, one of. Uh, Adam. Yeah, yeah Adam yeah. was one of. His oldest brother, um, Damien. Uh, was uh, was the, one of the earliest guys to get drafted, and um, if the Hulahan sister wasn't called Hot Lips, I'd be fucking devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be devastated. Uh, but uh, they didn't have they didn't have a um, a sister. Those boys, but uh, yeah, they did didn't have, get played. They did have a mum. Um, so she's popular around the clubhouse. Old Hot Lips Hulahan. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was good town to grow up in. But uh, it was it was uh, yeah good good growing up. But yeah, one of the um. I think we were talking about it before. One of the guys, like, just to give you an indication of the type of town it was, like, everyone, you know, like, this, the uh, the Coral Free Press, uh, which was uh, out every Wednesday. Um, 
and sometimes would run to eight pages. They called it the Free Press? Yeah, That's Coral brilliant. Free Press. Independent, mate. <laughs> Weren't owned by your Murdochs. <laughs> Stoned by some grazier. <laughs> yeah, <That's> literally. <laughs> I think it was a part-time photographer and um, a printer and <laughs> some guy who knew how to type. But... Um, they uh, yeah like so that'd always have the sports results and like even junior sport I remember every week your junior sport oh, would be, oh. if you scored a goal in hockey or whatever it'd be in the paper. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get lamp. I'm going to get bagged for this one, but the Hobart Mercury, which is our main paper, which is a daily, not a weekly. Well, our cricket results used to be there, like our junior cricket, like every Thursday you'd play on the Tuesday and Thursday night you get your cricket results. I don't remember. I've still got clippings of Tuesday. What? You some private schoolboy or something? You played twilight cricket after school. We didn't do that fancy no. pants. No, we we had twilight cricket. You'd play because daylight savings. You'd play. You'd start at six o'clock. You'd play a two-hour game till eight o'clock. Well, yeah. mate, eight a.m. on a Saturday That's morning. Right, this yeah. is primary school cricket. I'm talking. This is what the and they're, youngest. And they're a bit closer to the pole, like further away from the equator down there. So, <laughs> so, the, so, the, so the so the sun comes up for yeah, like we, several we, months. We, yeah, and admittedly. Admittedly, it was only um, they only got three games in a year because of the weather. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the big myth. It doesn't rain that much in Tassie. I oh, know it snowed when I was there. <laughs> yeah. You can play in snow. You, what are you, you're soft? At, it just freezes the rain. Yeah. You, you're at bat in Tasmania and you get hit by a ball and you just shatter like the Terminator. You know. <laughs> I tell you what. You ever want to play a good game of golf? Play Kingston down there because the course freezes. So it's. You can putt out of a sand bunker because it's just frozen over. It was, it was one of the greatest rounds I ever hit. That's a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. I remember. I remember. I started playing because the youngest we could play was under fourteens, and Dad wouldn't let me play until I was nine in the under fourteens. So I had to play tennis the year before. Hang on, you were oh, nine. Yeah, nine. Jesus Christ! Well, I started and, um, playing cricket on six. Yeah, under fourteens, it was nine. Well, oh wow! It was, oh, good. it was the earliest you were allowed to play, and. Um, and so, yeah, I remember my bro- my older brother played the year before. I remember being at tennis and sort of looking over at the, the cricket over and being like, oh, I can't wait till next year. And uh, that year I actually won the um, – my sister and I won medals from the tennis club for uh, the attendance award. And um, <laughs> we weren't there to get them. <laughs> the irony. So, turned up every week, but just not the prezzo. Nah, nah, you've done that. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming around. Um, it's You're on Twitter at – at Mr. A. Barnett. And you got, I think we've got, you got a couple of shows. You're going to the Adelaide Fringe Festival next year? Yeah, doing Adelaide Fringe Festival uh, as part of uh, a three-hander with uh, Scott Detrick and Matty B. And that show will be called Three Blokes Telling Jokes. So I take it it's an art house piece of interpretive dance. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty complicated. It's uh, basically <laughs> an exploration of masculinity in the 21st century. Kind or of. it could just be what it says on the wrapper, uh, three blokes. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in Adelaide or heading to the Fringe, go on down, check these guys out. But all three we'll be there, blokes. We'll be there from the 9th, uh, 9th. We'll be there from the 14th of February to the 23rd at the Piglet. Piglet? In there you Bay. go. I believe the ticket's on sale yet? Or... Tickets have just gone on sale. There you go. Buy them now, ladies and gentlemen. I reckon this show's going to sell out, so... Do them a favour, buy some now and you'll scalp them later. Talk, it's an investment in the future. <laughs> so, Lester, when you're not not appearing in court, where you're found on Twitter, where? At LesterDiamond28. Please join me for fun and frivolity. I love that there's 27 <laughs> other Lester Diamonds out there that got there before you. 27, 27 unfunny ones. No. Oh, really? You, yeah. You've searched? 
Well, the Leicester yeah. Diamond Camp is a bitchy place to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. So if anyone wants to set up a parody, Leicester Diamond tw- underscore 28 or 29, <laughs> go for it. Ryan is on Twitter at Ryan the Crawford. That's the one. That's And Jasmine, you're on Twitter at... At The Hot Comedian. Is that because you got a fever or? <laughs> of course. There you go. So, ladies, you know, check out Jasmine. Um, if you're cold and flu company, maybe send us, send us some medication. And as Benson and Hedges, contact us. Avamine. Avamine, contact me- pharmaceuticals. Shout out to Codrill. I think we had uh, Glenn. This would be Glenn, good. Glenn get Fiddick, big Glenn, pharma Glenn, and big tobacco. Well, you don't have to have any. Glenn Fiddick as, as well. Yeah. Actually, no. i tell you what. Since this is Tasmanian themed, um, either Lark Distillery or uh, Hellier's Road. I bought both uh, whiskies from both of those distilleries and uh, highly recommended, ladies and gentlemen. They are gold. So you go on a holiday, you, you drink whiskey, you drink beer. You had a great time, I take it. Yeah, I bought and a bottle of whiskey s- at the Hobart Show. That's the best thing about that place. And <laughs> well, whiskey there. Still bag us out for the carnies. Yeah, what this, can I say? He's coming and barely promoted his fringe show, but he's promoted the shirt of the scotch from Tassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we're, cha- mate, we're chasing that big, that, that big scotch money. Hey, <laughs> like distillery, mate. I, um, I was the only one on the tour that day. And uh, so instead of the usual four tastings, I ended up having about eight. And uh, yeah, I had to walk back to my uh, hotel after that. It was a <laughs> nice walk. It was a good walk. Before oh. you go, Andrew, just the dates again for three blokes telling jokes. Uh, we'll be the 14th to the 23rd of uh, February. So check it out. I'll post a link, ladies and gentlemen, to Tickets in Sight. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. It would be it costs you nothing and it's good. Follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Edge. Follow me on Twitter at M underscore W underscore OH. For more information, check out ComedyOnEdge.com. Thank you guys for listening. If you like it, tell your friends. So I guess, Ryan, hit the music. 